0: Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck, and this is Sports In-Depth. What's up folks, it's JD back in the studio Monday afternoon, release day Tuesday. Um, I wanted to rewind to Saturday's matchups, the Toronto Raptors avoid the sweep. Against the Philadelphia 76ers, I thought they really showed up to play. Played inspired. They didn't mail it in when they were down 3-0. And Pascal Siakam, their number one player, absolutely balled out with 34 points, 10 for 19 from the field, and got to the stripe 15 times and knocked it down 13 of those 15. I do feel that the Philadelphia 76ers are beatable. Yes, I do have them advancing in the first round and getting past Toronto, but I think they're going to run into problems. I really think so, because I feel when Joel Embiid has a bad game, folks, and he only had 21 on Saturday, Maxi, Tobias Harris, and Harden must all step up. Maxi only had 11 in Game 4. Uh, Harden with only 22, 5 for 17 from the field, We've been seeing him take a back seat on this team. It is for sure Joel Embiid's team, but Maxi and Tobias Harris, those two are often stepping in as the number two and number three option. It's almost like Harden is falling to the four at times. And he needs to play better in the series going forward. He really must. But I must say, the Raptors and Nick Nurse showed a lot of heart on Saturday and got one for their fans in Canada. Talking about the next game, the Jazz beat the Dallas Mavericks by one point. Luka Doncic did return, and I was happy to see him return. And in his return, folks, 30 points and shot 11 for 21 from the field. I thought it was absolutely remarkable. Luka showed that he loves the game of basketball and loves to be out there with his teammates. I really must say, a lot of guys would have took this whole series off to make sure they're ready for round two. But I must say, Luca knows how important this series is, how hard it's going to be to overcome the mighty Utah Jazz. Dallas did lose by one, but they showed a lot of heart and hustle in the second half of this ballgame. The Utah Jazz, on the other hand, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, connected for an alley-oop slam for the Utah Jazz to go up one in the great Salt Lake City. Series is now knotted up at two. I really must say, I do have the Dallas Mavericks winning this series in seven games. Don't quote me on it, but uh, I think it's a hot take. Clarkson's been phenomenal off the bench for Utah, but I think Dinwiddie and Brunson have to play top-notch in order for Dallas to take the series. Brunson had 23 in game four, but Spencer Dinwiddie only had five, and if you ask me, he's too much of a dynamic player to only have five in a crucial game. He must be better. He will be better, in my opinion. I think the Mavs are in really good hands. Cuban squad plays hard on both ends of the floor, and uh, it's really going to be a great next few games. Advancing over, the Boston Celtics are up 3-0 on the Brooklyn Nets, folks. Who would have thought that was coming? Yeah, folks, I did have the Boston Celtics winning this series from the jump. Did I think it would be 3-0 at this point? Probably not. I would have said 2-1 Boston. But I had them winning in five games. I think they might have the gentleman's sweep. I think the Nets might take one. I don't see them going out without a fight. You know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. But guys, I really want to talk about one thing. I feel that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing so much better than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Durant is having a tough time with this Boston defense. He is running into Jason Tatum. Someone who plays both ends of the floor. Someone with great length and athleticism to stay with Durant and alter his shot down the stretch. I really think Smart, Tatum, and Brown, their big three in Boston, preach defense as much as O, and that is what probably will take them to the promised land. I think the Boston Celtics come out of the Eastern Conference, and I feel that Jason Tatum is meeting Durant or surpassing him when it comes to the mountaintop. Kevin Durant is getting older. We know that. We know his minutes are not at an all-time high like Tatum and Brown, but Jason Tatum, guys, is playing a complete game. And when I say that, he's scoring efficiently. He passes the rock, plays defense, steals everything. If you want to start your franchise around a player... You will bring up the name Jason Tatum, and I truly, truly mean that. I also said from the beginning of this series, Boston has a complete starting five. Over there in Brooklyn, they have two great players, but if those two players do not play great, they will lose. That is why they're down 3-0, because Durant and Kyrie are playing human-like basketball. Kyrie played well in game one. But two and three, he slipped off the wagon. And Durant really hasn't been phenomenal yet in this series. And that's really been the difference. I wanted to go into one thing in particular. I want to talk about Ben Simmons and the fact that he doesn't have a competitive bone in his body. Reason being, quit on Philadelphia. Personal reasons. Whined and complained when Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid called him out. Now he's in Brooklyn. With so-called back problems. He said he was going to come back for Game 3 or Game 4. Decided it would be Game 4. Now that the Brooklyn Nets are down 3-0 in this series, you will not see Ben Simmons Monday night. And that's very, very interesting. If you thought you could play Monday, why in the hell can't you play Saturday? This guy quits on his team. I must say that the Brooklyn Nets made a mistake getting him. James Harden, we know, wasn't happy in Brooklyn. And yes, he's happier in Philadelphia. But you got a guy that does not want to play basketball simply. Reggie Miller said it best. I mean, we have to start questioning if this guy's going to come to work and compete, the fact that at his age he sat a full NBA season, guys, it makes me laugh. It makes me sick. I think Ben Simmons cannot be trusted. If I'm Brooklyn, I would start saying, yo, man, we're out there busting our ass. We're out there fighting in this series, and you. As one of our main contributors, someone we got at the trade deadline does not want to show up. I don't want to spend too much time on this fool, but uh, Ben Simmons doesn't look like he's coming back and now they're down 3-0. Ah, let's mail it in. Let's talk about next year. How are we going to be then? No, we want players that want it now. Ben Simmons should look at the Luka Doncic's of the world, the Devin Booker's, guys who got injured and want to come back immediately whenever the doctor says so. Ben Simmons sits when he wants, plays when he wants, shows up when he wants. Ben Simmons is not the answer for Brooklyn and not the answer for the NBA. Advancing over, the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies series knotted up. I was very proud of a fellow New Jersey native of mine Carl Anthony Towns with 33 points on Saturday night I thought he needed to step up big time this series is going to go the distance as well and I must say John Morant's got to be better he got help from Desmond Bain and a little bit of help from his bigs but he needs to attack the basket a little bit more yes he's a point guard who wants to pass first but he's got to attack the rim and finish around the cup in order to win this series Um, I really have a lot to say about the Minnesota side. I agree with Charles Barkley. They have to play smarter. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But the Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, these guys are on my high horse. I really, really like how they compete at both ends of the floor. No one thought Minnesota would be here. And let alone, they're tied with the two seed going into game five. A lot To be said about this team. And blowing that big lead in game three inspired them. They said, We got to get game four now. It wasn't, let's lay an egg now that we blew a big lead. We got no chance in this series. They're right there in it. And I think they got a chance to win it. I am staying with my hot take that I mentioned a week or two back. The Minnesota Timberwolves will win this series and advance and knock out the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's talk about Sunday's matchups because I like to talk about the best player in the National Basketball Association. No ifs, ands, or buts when I talk about Giannis Anta de He is phenomenal. He is playing without Chris Middleton the last two games and just stepping up big time. I wanted to talk about his stat line because it stood out to me. He played 35 minutes in a ball game, 11 for 22 from the field, 32.17 boards. Seven assists. I mean, I never, I talked about it earlier this year, I've never seen someone that big, that strong, and that fast. He can handle, he could shoot the rock. Free throws are improving, not completely there yet, but just ability to spin and get to the cup, able to blow by anyone and dunk on them, has a good post move. I mean, he has the whole package. He'd be good in any era, but Giannis showing that he wants back-to-back championships, you know, wants to close out the Chicago Bulls and get his fellow mate Chris Middleton back. I really must say with the Bucs, they step up when guys get hurt. We see Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen playing high minutes off the pine, and the starters with Wes, Drew, Brooke, Giannis, and Bobby Portis, big shot Bob, they play and they compete at both ends of the floor. I talk about this with the Boston Celtics. I mentioned this with the Milwaukee Bucks. They preach defense as much as O, and that's why they are successful franchises, folks. Um, they've knocked the socks off the Bulls the last two games, and I think this series is over in five. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vooch, these guys have put up a good fight, but they don't have the supporting cast that the Bucks do, and they can't defend Giannis. No ifs, ands, or buts. The Denver Nuggets, guys, avoid the sweep against the Golden State Warriors, and I am very, very proud of Jokic with 37 points. Denver was able to win this game, guys, with Steph and Clay balling out. Um, Steph led the team with 33, and Clay right behind him. I really think that Denver is comfortable being down 3-1. They came back from that deficit twice in the NBA bubble two years back. I know they're against Golden State, and it probably won't happen this time. But Mike Malone and that group is not a group that lays down, folks. They fight till the very, very end. Their goal is to win one in Golden State, take it back to Denver, hopefully force a Game 7. I don't know if it can happen. I know they're going to compete at a high clip. And I also know the Warriors are tough to beat when Steph, Clay, and JP are all on with Draymond Green playing the quarterback position, getting everyone open on the NBA floor. I really must say I'm proud of Denver's fight, Mike Malone. I mean, Jamal Murray's not back. Michael Porter Jr.'s not back, but they're doing everything they can to try to prolong this series. The Miami Heat Just too much for the Hawks, and Trey Young hasn't played too well. And the thing about Ice Trey, he's capable of 45 in the postseason, and he's also capable of 8. He's got to meet more in the middle, attack the glass a little bit more with the floaters. I thought he was pulling from 40 feet a little bit too much. We know he can knock it down, but if the first two aren't going down, attack, lobs at the rim to Capella, Um, they need to play a little bit more inside. I like when everyone touches the ball on offense for Atlanta. I think that leads to success for them when they come down court and jack it up, you know, with 20 seconds still left on the shot clock. That's not going to do it especially against Miami, a team that plays at their own pace. You're not going to speed them up. You're not going to slow them down. The Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, I must say, play basketball the way they like to play and they don't let the opponent impact their play. When I say that, Eric Spoelstra, the phenomenal coach, the head of the snake over there in Miami, just showing that, you know, his rotations are working. I noticed the last few nights, Duncan Robinson's playing less, Caleb Martin is playing less, Max Struess is playing 36 minutes in game four with Tyler Hero only 21. Victor Oladipo is now getting involved. Butler and Bam are really the two that got to get it done, you know. Butler at 36 in game four, just absolutely balling out. I'm so proud of Jimmy. Jimmy shows in the postseason. I always joke though, Jimmy's not a regular season guy. He doesn't usually play a lot in the regular season, but in the postseason, man, this guy gives it his all, and I must say, the Miami Heat are gonna take care of the Atlanta Hawks, no problem. The late game, I was waiting to talk about this. We all know my favorite player in basketball is Devin Booker, and Book is out. Um, the series is now two-two. I wanted to discuss one thing before I talk about this game from Sunday night. Chris Middleton absence to the Bucks. Bucks can still get it done. D-Book's absence to the Phoenix Suns, they cannot get it done. I say that, no disrespect to Chris Middleton, he's a phenomenal player, but Giannis can step up in his absence and do everything out there on the floor. Phoenix runs into problems because Chris Paul is aging, and they don't have someone that gets everyone involved and can also get to his spot and knock it down as much as D-Book. So Phoenix is in jeopardy, guys, of losing this series, in my opinion. Yes, Last week, I'm high on the Suns, but injuries changes things, guys. I mean, Book is out. One of the best players in our league, an all-NBA player. And CP3 showed his fatigue, I thought, in Game 4. Not playing well at all. Aging, so it's almost like back-to-back games are tough for him. And that's going to be the case. I mean, other guys got to step up. I thought the big stepped up for Phoenix, I thought Ayton and JaVale McGee played very well, but the other guys, when we talk about others, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, they have to be better. Cameron Payne has to be better. Can't go 0 for 5 from beyond the perimeter. Um, I really, really think that the Pelicans are playing inspired basketball. I wanted to talk about Alvarado and his defense and his energy for the Nola Pelicans, just getting in Chris Paul's head, picking him up full court, an energy guy, a baby Patrick Beverly, as I call him, and Brandon Ingram just showing up big time. C.J. McCollum didn't even have that good of a game, and they still win by 15. They're showing me a lot, and I want to talk about one kid in particular, Herb Jones, his length on the defensive end of the floor. I was praising him, Reggie Miller was praising him on Sunday night. Kid can defend, kid can finish around the cup. I am very, very excited to see this kid for years to come. And he plays high minutes already, 35 on the evening. Um, Jackson Hayes didn't play as much. Larry Nance played a lot uh, off the bench, 25 minutes. That's a high roll for him. And Valanchunas was really the story with 26 points to go along with B.I.'s 30 Um, This Pelicans team is playing inspired. We know there's no Zion Williamson, and they're still getting it done. Imagine if he was out there. Um, It's going to get really dicey down the stretch, in my opinion. I know the whole world wants to see a Boston Celtic Golden State Warrior final. And I wouldn't mind it either. But there's a lot of basketball to be played between now and June. And I must say, injuries are going to play a key component in what's going to happen going forward. I really mean it, folks. Uh, The NBA is in really, really good hands. These series have been competitive And the only team in the whole NBA playoffs that hasn't won a game yet is the Brooklyn Nets. And we'll see on Monday night if they can take one uh, before Boston finishes them off. I love y'all. The fans are great. NBA off and rolling. I love diving deep into ball, passing that orange around from college basketball in March to April in the NBA. Take care. Everyone enjoy their week. Be safe. J. D. Out.